everybody, and welcome to another edition of the One Step Better podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, and with me, uh, been a long time. It's been a few weeks. Uh, I'm back, baby. But back, better than ever, well-rested, full of knowledge and insight, the glorious and great Matt Patrick. That's right. Uh, I'm, I'm, the champ is here. That's right. right that's, we're, we're, we're back Muhammad to the big Ali. leagues, baby. That's right. Let these minor leaguers try to step up. That's you know, right. I've been on injured reserve for a couple of weeks, and now I'm back. That's right. Um, so, well, good to have you. Thanks, man. Uh, Glad to be back. Ready to ramble on about all kinds of fun and things today. Talk, talk a bunch of junk. Um, but to get us started, as always, we got a fun question that Becky's come up with. Um, I think she's trying to figure out like passwords to security questions. Yep. Um, and so this question for this week is, what is your favorite family tradition? I always start with, you know, Christmas. There's nothing better than Christmas morning, right? So that's always great. Um we are a big game family, so we play a ton of games around the table, around the dinner. What games do y'all play? Uh, we like dominoes. We like Trivial Pursuit. We like Uno. Like chicken foot dominoes? Uh, we play Mexican, Mexican train, train. Mexican Train is kind of our go-to. Um, we like kind of all kind of cards games and stuff. Um, we also play like silly games. So if anybody burps at the table, we have to say a color, touch our forehead, and punch them. We learned that from a college friend during... I learned that from a college friend, Manny and I did. This is like one of those things that, years ago. that all your college friends did whenever y'all were drunk. No, no, we were and sober. They- <laughs> we were sober. This is all the time. Thank, thanks a lot, Debbie Gandy. Um, but yeah, we, we've kept that tradition alive. <laughs> so if you if you don't say You have to color, say a color. Whoever's the last person to say the color gets everybody punched. Everybody has to say, oh, okay. Last person gets punched. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. And you have to touch your forehead. Yeah, it's, it's still so as soon as somebody burps, everybody's yellow. Just- yeah, yelling yep. colors, yep. touch their forehead. Yep. And we all have the same color, so That's... if you're really smart, you start saying other people's colors so that they mess up. Because it has to be a different color than somebody else's Yes, head. yeah. That's interesting. Kind of fun, yeah. So it's fun. It's a good way to uh, punch your kids. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. The funniest thing is when friends come over, we do it. <laughs> and so they're like, what is going what on? What just happened here? And at the same time, you didn't say a color, touch your <laughs> forehead. <get> <laughs> Did you ever, do y'all ever do, um, we call it slug bug? Oh yeah, punch buggy. Punch buggy. Yeah, yeah. punch buggy vans or 10 punches. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't really see very many of those. That's a, like, that's a game that I don't really hear very many people play We play anymore. it in the car. We play it always. If we see a punch buggy on like a movie, we still yeah. do it. Did you watch a movie? Yeah. Did you ever play a game where you, whenever you saw a car with only one headlight? Yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. Um, what'd you call it? For us, it was called cockeyed. And so it's not what we called it, but we played that too. And if yeah, if you see, you just say cockeye and you get a point. We didn't do we didn't do hits. Yeah, for we hit. <laughs> <laughs> Find a theme. Games, all of our games are hitting. I don't know why. <laughs> this episode is is brought to you by, <laughs> by you know, child abuse my, my, Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> um, what else? That one was just for points. Though. We, Mandy's still Mandy's adamant about playing the license plate game. She does not yeah. get in a car if she doesn't play it. She has a notebook now in her car that she keeps up with everything. She drives a lot. Yeah. So you said that. I remember you saying that. Uh, whenever it was and uh here recently i got she would been driving your car and we i think we went to lunch and sitting right there in the <laughs> middle was a notepad with a bunch of license plates yep she'll do it and down. she has like a goal like every day on the way to work she wants to have 14 and like that's what on the way to work she can get 14 different states and then when she's on a trip she's gotten like 44 before i mean she she can she really watches i'm like this is the stupidest game in the world i don't do that i listen yeah. to an audiobook and tune her out yeah that's a, that's a good way but to keep it. But she drives busy. a lot. I mean, she yeah. drives to Jackson, Mississippi once a week. And right now she's driving there two or three times a week. Um, and then uh, 
volleyball tournaments all over the place. So she drives a lot. She's put like she puts like twenty five thousand miles a year on her car pretty easily. Yeah. So, so I think for you guys, a family tradition that I've realized that you guys do um, is y'all are big into Disney. Oh yeah, yeah. Disney is definitely big. whether it's annual trips, but like just. Disney trivia. You know all things Disney. We do know a lot of Disney trivia. If you want to try to stump me, send a question to One Step Better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of Disney trivia. We'll play like games where like we say a character's name first the letter and somebody has to try to guess it. Or we'll play a game with um, movie lines. Yeah. So we, we kind of stay in traditional Disney world. So that Mason likes to go off into Marvel Universe or Star Wars Universe, which we know nothing about. That they bought later on they're, in life. They're, those, are like, those are acquired assets. Those don't count. Yeah. I needed to be traditional. Go back. And then like one of our first questions, is it old movie or new movie? And then it's like, yeah. is it a is it a person or an animal? Or is it a, you know, is it real or animated? And so those are kind of how we do it. Yeah. Like 20 questions, but it's fun. We play that a lot. That We play games at dinner table. Yeah. We do, we do that same, like where you ask a question, you have to figure something out, but we do it with animals. We do animals. We do, um, what else do we do? Movies. Yeah. And it always comes back to you like, all right, so my animal was a crocodile and yours was a goose and yours was a hamster. And then um, normally either Hudson or Landon, their animal is, this is a three-toed sloth from the West region of, you know, South America. And Yeah. That's not an animal. Come on, man. That's Come not, on. Well, he, he's so wild this crats. Is their they watch wild name. crats on TV. Yes. That's why they have yeah. all the, That's Mason used to do that when he was young too. Got a lot of weird animals I've never heard of. I'm like, I don't think that's an animal. You can't just say lemur. It has to be the <laughs> ring-tailed lemur. Correct. And, and like, also they'll on. do like the first letter is T, and they'll be like the <laughs> Little Mermaid. I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Last time we got into, um, we were, it was dinosaurs. Yeah. I'm like, Look. that's not, come on guys. <laughs> dinosaur is not, not an right animal. Now. It's a type of dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts with a D. Dog. Nope. No, not dog. It, just, it escalates quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you always, you start, so does it fly? Does so, it swim? Oh yeah. Does it have four legs? The go-to for Disney for me, is I always go to not a person and not an animal. So I usually go to like, one of the cars characters. Yeah. So like you go. I've been around you guys P for Porsche or whatever. When y'all played like, this game, and I'm not. I don't. <laughs> I have no chance in this game with you guys. Yeah. Because I don't know Disney hardly at it's all. Bad. Anyway, it's bad. But you guys go like it's like it's a it's challenge deep. to. This is the we always have kind of in. Yeah, we have that's well that's Chip from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. But we also have our go to. So we kind of played so long now that, and there's all like you can go. There's only like feet. two or three with this letter. Like if you go, you know, if you go M, there's only a couple M's, but they're all the big characters. Mickey Mouse. Mickey, but it could be Minnie Minnie. Mouse. Yeah. Mighty Mouse. No, not Mighty Mouse. But um, but yeah, there's a, but you, that's the thing. So you got to th- be careful which character, you know, you kind of kind of go down a path. Yeah. Lightning McQueen's a good one because L is a number for L's and you and they don't usually get to the question of, is it real or animated? And you go, it's animated. Is it a person or a you know, animal? Nope. <laughs> uh... Do you, do you give a, like, you have to do this in 10 questions? No, nah, we just, just play until somebody gets yeah. it, and then we, or somebody, we all give up. We have to eventually, we all eventually yeah. just, we give up. And what's, what's the answer? And then we go to the next thing. Yeah. We do that a lot. Like, we'll play uh, um, I Spy in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's the red dot over the exit sign that no one, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so here's, <laughs> a, so with that, I have, you know, younger kids than you do. As your kids have gotten older, has the, has like the I spy clues gotten more difficult? Like where you try to stump them? No, the hardest thing is giving them play. <laughs> so that, yeah. that's <laughs> hard. Uh, get off your phone and let's. I'm not play. playing this, Dad. I don't want to play, Dad. I don't want to play. Yeah, I don't want to play, Dad. Okay, 
I spy something blue. <laughs> so we just start. Hudson, Hudson will and get they always kind of, we drag him in. Hudson will, he'll, he'll, he's good now for, you know, five or six or seven wrong guesses. And then it's he's just like, like done. come on. And so like, you can't just go, well, there's a zipper over there on that one thing that you can barely see. That frustrates him. Yeah. We have to eventually cheat sometimes. Like, is it on the wall behind me? Yeah. Is it on the wall in front of me? Yeah. Those types it's of really worse. Like, you know, we went to a seafood restaurant down at the beach and it's like 900 things on the wall. You're like, I give up. I, I'm tired of looking. Cracker Barrel is the best place to play <laughs> this Barrel's game. Cracker Barrel is probably good. Yeah, I can see that one. They have everything. Like a Dick's Last Resort. Someone has a lot yeah. of stuff on the walls. All those yeah. touristy places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that fun. could probably get a little bit too difficult. We do we do How a lot yours? of board games. Yeah. Uh, board games around the table or. or is, is What's your board fun. games of choice? Um, there's a couple. Um, we play a game called One Night Werewolf. That is a lot of fun. Uh, I would encourage everybody to go get it. It's a kind of a spy game. Um, so essentially everybody is a character and you play with your eyes closed. And uh, there, you, it's, there's an app and a board game component. So the app narrates the game and it tells you what everybody's character is doing. And when it's your turn, you open your eyes and you do your, your task. And then at the end, everybody has to try to guess who the werewolf is. And so... Um, if you want to teach your kids to lie, it's a really good, <laughs> really good game for that. That sounds great, Mike. Um, I want to teach my kids to lie. During, this is the game. I will destroy them. No. That <laughs> I learned how good of a poker face Landon can have. Yeah. Because the first time that he was the werewolf, it was like he he didn't let on at all, and he was like firing off quick answers to every question. It was kind of scary how good he was at not. <laughs> okay, Landon. The truth. Uh, I don't trust you now at all. Yeah. This is great. But that's a fun game we play. How old, um, Landon? He is nine. Yeah. <laughs> he just turned nine a couple months ago. Um, so that's that's kind of a go-to game. We also play a game called Exploding Kittens. Uh, it's Sounds a bad. card game. Maybe that was uh, Firecrackers and you know, their <laughs> local Animal Rescue League. No, yeah. just kidding. Memphis Police Department will be yeah. here in yeah. 10 seconds. I'm kidding. Um, it's just, it's a quick card game. You can play, you know, you can get a, a whole round in in like five minutes. It's fun. fast paced. Yeah. And you don't have to think about it at all. It's, it's pretty fun. It's how I like Mexican train. It's like. Yeah. Don't yeah. think at all. Yeah, it, I, I can only make this one move. Correct. Yeah, um, that's fun. We try to do uh, annual vacations, getaways. Yeah, um, we like to travel too. It's been weird this last year and stuff, but we like to travel. Yeah, food. We like to try new food places. Yeah, I like your contest. You got some f- cool food contests. You did the the ice cream one. You're yeah. doing donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, that one kind of fizzle out. There's not a lot of places to choose from. We do well. So the type of donut or the places of donuts. Uh places okay i don't like crazy donut i'm not a huge donut fan anyway but um i don't want crazy donuts what's your go-to donut cake um, or cake or yeast cake probably chocolate that's a mistake. cake donut that's a mistake or a blueberry donut both a mistake i don't like yeah, <laughs> that's not, yeah donuts yeah. are okay chocolate regular chocolate um yeast, oh, that's the best we like fine chocolates like bonbons fancy, and whatnot fancy chocolates. so Fancy chocolates. Uh, we will we'll buy those from a variety of places, have them shipped in, and then do like taste testing stuff with, with the kids. Because who doesn't like chocolate other than your wife? Um, yeah. So wife. that's always kind of my fun. son doesn't really like it either. I wish I didn't like it as much as I do. Yeah. But I really really like chocolate. Um, Philip Ashley here in Memphis has good chocolate. Um, there's uh, a, a person in Dallas. Her name is Kate Weiser, who has our most favorite chocolate that we we actually did a Zoom taste test with <laughs> it, with her. Uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, um, they're Good great. Stuff. There's a place called Elbows Chocolate. Is it, is it milky? Is it rich? It's, is it has so stuff in she it? She makes bon, they make bonbons. It's typically what we try. It's not just here's a bar yeah, of chocolate. It's a bonbon. What's inside the bonbon? It's a uh, chocolate shell with a variety of flavors. Different stuff. In yeah, that, they got yeah. 
40 different flavors in yeah. a box or whatever. Um, so that's always fun. Do you know what they are before you chew them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not a, it's not like a, all box right, of, test box the, of chocolates. Yeah. yeah let's just see what it is. Box. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't like that. I have to see the map. Like, nope. Not trying it until I know yeah. what's in it. Yeah. So that, that's Too much gross fun. stuff in them. They put coconut in it. That's gross. Yeah. yeah. You, you would probably struggle with, with that. I like, you're, if, you're if you tell me what's in it, I'm in it. Uh, if if, if you I tell like me it. what's in it and I like it, yes, then I'm, I'm in, in it. <laughs> but if it's, I don't like it, I'm going to eat it. You're not going to go on a food adventure. No, I'm not. there's like a restaurant in New York that it's completely black. You can't see oh, anything I've and they serve that. you. Yeah. I would never do that. That sounds like you're going to eat roaches that day to me. I know. <laughs> I would never do that. I'm out. Yeah. There's no bugs. Like I always thought like, Fear Factor would be fun. And I saw them eat like, nope, I'm out. They're eating stuff that I'm still moving. I'm Fear out. Factor <laughs> would be fun if there wasn't any food challenges. I like all of the fun adventure stuff that that. Um, yeah, the show did, but the, like the hanging on the high food. wire stuff would freak me out a little bit too. Yeah, but that's all stuff you can work yourself up to get over and. Yeah, maybe I could. If I, yeah, I can't do that with food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, food. I, no, there's, the the thing with, there's not enough money in the world for me to eat food I don't like. You're hanging on a wire, but you're fully. Even if you let go, I have a hard time zip, zip lining. Yeah, but I, like I'm not afraid of heights, but sometimes I am. Like, it's just weird. So in my head, I was like zip lining. There's some 16-year-old kid that doesn't know anything from anything that's strapping me in that's going to make me go. <laughs> if I'm on fear factor, those are like, that's their job and they're professionals. And so I could, I could play that game But also it makes for good head. TV if you die. So just remember that. <laughs> would they air that up? I don't know. They would. We've rambled enough. Let's jump into it. Today, we're going to talk about uh, something that I, I think you and I get asked often. Yep. Um, you know, anytime that we're around other business owners and we're, we're talking shop and this is something that comes up or if we're out and about and, you know, we have to excuse ourselves because we have a meeting that, that happens every single day that we get questions on it. Um, and and it's, a, it's something that we've talked about a little bit uh, here on the podcast before, but we want to dig into deep, some deeper details about what we call our daily huddle. Our daily huddle is a company-wide meeting that every single person in our entire organization is responsible for being in every single day. We do this at 1130. We're done by 1138. And every single person in our company has a chance, or they're required to actually um, give an update. And they talk out loud. Right now we're doing, doing this on Zoom. So at 1130, everybody jumps on Zoom, probably a couple minutes before that. And uh, we go through a, a, an update. Or compensate after, depending or, on the person. Yeah, and then they get called out if they do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but be here at eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. We get started. Starts fresh every and day. We start at eleven thirty on the dot. Yep. It does not start at eleven thirty one, and we do not wait on you to show up. No. Nope. It doesn't matter if you're the owner. Yep. Um, of the company or the newest hire, we start at eleven thirty. Yep. Um, so all meetings should really go, but it keeps us on track. Um, and the goal of that is for everybody to give an update on three things. We want to hear what's up, which is really. These are the big picture things that I have going on over the next 24 hours that's designed to answer the question, what does winning look like? So if I accomplish X, Y, Z, then I really felt like I've won today. My day's had purpose. This is not a opportunity to say, these are the laundry list of um, items on my, my list. my meetings today. Yeah. And sometimes you can get into that rhythm of just looking at the calendar. All right, I got these 18 meetings that's going to happen over the next 24 hours. But the big picture, the idea of it is, if I can accomplish these one, two, three tasks, then I really felt like I've won today. The second thing is um, heads up. A heads up is something that somebody else in our organization needs to be aware of. This can be anything from, ah, I'm going to be out this afternoon for a doctor's appointment. It could be, hey, we have an angry client over here that is uh, frustrated with something. Um, it could be my computer is needing to get replaced. Who knows what? Um, 
And then the third thing is an I'm stuck. That last example is probably more of an I'm stuck. And I'm stuck is I cannot continue to do my job until something changes. Something has to be interfered with. And the person that can help me is in this room. That is uh, everything from like my computer won't work. IT is a big one for that or um, a login or something that you need or something. Yeah. Yeah. Those are kind of bigger on that way. Or, hey, you told me you're going to have this reviewed for me. I'm still waiting on that in order to get the clients ask for this to get done. I'm stuck. I can't get it done until you get your review done. Yeah. My, I always, always explain this to our new people as this is our, this is our opportunity to, to apply positive peer pressure on people in our, in our firm that need some positive peer pressure yep. um, to get them moving. And it's not because they're you know, lazy or not doing something. It's just they out of It's usually out of helping mind. them to reprioritize some of their work. They may not realize it's you're now officially stuck without that yeah. getting done. And the, the big one there, I cannot continue to do my job because this hurdle is in the way. And what we what we train on is whenever an I'm stuck is presented, whoever is the solution bearer is supposed to raise their hand and interrupt and say, hey, we'll get with it. We'll talk about that afterwards or, or this is what we're yeah. going to do to fix that. It's not a let's hash it out right then and there and get it fixed. Because remember, we're going to be done with this entire meeting in eight minutes. And so um, it's, it's just to, to connect the dots to say, Matt's stuck with something. Becky can help. Becky's going to get with Matt afterwards, and we're all uh, going to be moving forward from there. So that's that's the general picture of our daily huddle. Um, we've been doing this. I was just quite curious. It's almost three years now, I think. It is it? Yeah. Is it three years? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, I think it's about three years since we started this. It was mid-18 when we started it. Or oh, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. I know. Um do you remember why we did it at the very beginning? Um, we, I, I, this is going to be guessing. I, I think that we started doing it because we didn't have any rhythm by which we allowed everybody to talk into what was going on. And we didn't have any structure around giving either positive or negative feedback to what was happening in the company. And this allowed us to put some structure in mm-hmm. place that required everybody to be yeah, we together. Got, we got a lot of feedback that, hey, I don't know everything else going on in the firm. I see my own stuff, but I don't necessarily see everybody else's. And we were getting like, hey, I would have been really nice if somebody would have told me that, or it'd been really nice if, you know, I've been asking this for this to get done forever, and I just, no one never really felt like we ever got it accomplished. We also got, I felt like we we're getting into some silos. So our accounting operations team kind of operates in a silo from our payroll team, and our payroll team operates in a silo from our, sales team and our admin team is kind of trying to put all the pieces together without all the information. And we had people working remotely. This is about a little after Kim went remote, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, right when we did the acquisition, we did it a little bit before the acquisition mm-hmm. with uh, Little Rock or the merger with Little Rock. And all that stuff was kind of happening at the same time. We're like, man, we really need to have a good way to communicate with everybody and make sure we're all kind of on the same page. I had read the book Scaling Up and this is a baseline uh idea of Rockefeller habits. Um, and we had started looking at those issues and we had done something similar to this because I think they did it at Ramsey. They did. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we, we they did it twice a them. week. They did yeah. it twice a week and I liked it. And I liked the idea of how we, they came together as a team. They only did it twice a week. Yeah. Because whenever we were first looking at that, it was our, I remember the drive back, we were saying, man, but we don't have enough incremental change to even, does it make sense to do it twice a week? Yeah. And then we landed on doing it every, every day. day. Every day. <laughs> um, and I can, it does get, well, it can get monotonous now when we let our team 
let it get monotonous when we don't hold them accountable to getting doing what they're supposed to do during that meeting. Hey, I don't know what happened before. I don't need to know what your schedule's like. What does winning really look like today? Um, and winning needs to be, I need to accomplish this in the next 24 hours. I need, this is what I need to get this thing done. This is, it's what's important. It is what is important. And it's, it's the top of my to-do list that I need to make sure I get accomplished in the next 24 hours. Yeah. And what happens is we do have a tendency sometimes to let, just go through the motion. I got to get this tax return reviewed or I got to get these four things done. And it's like, yeah, but which one is the most important and which one are you working on first? Like we, just holding some accountable to accountability to that. It's nice because it requires people to verbalize the most urgent um, need that's on their list. This this it's because I can have my list buried somewhere and it's out of sight, out of mind. I don't think about it. But this requires you to push pause on your day and verbalize and say, this is what I have to get done. This is important for me to to, to accomplish today. Now that's not to say that there are, that we always win every single day. There's plenty of times, I know even for myself, where you you know start the next <laughs> day. Didn't win today. I didn't win yesterday. Yeah, didn't win so yesterday. Yeah. I still got that same thing, uh, same thing, you know, sitting on me. Um, but it but it does. It requires us to push pause and, and actually get those things out there. What makes you feel like a lot of times you don't win your day? Um, well, if I'm being bluntly honest, sometimes because what I said was winning yesterday really wasn't winning. <laughs> it was I thought I needed to get this done, but when I actually got into my day, I realized I would like probably, to get this done. Yeah. but if I don't, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. So, and so that kind of causes it not to be winning. And distractions. Um, other times is yeah, just distractions. Or I, you know, I thought this was winning, but I didn't really get a. I didn't prepare enough to actually look at my calendar to see that. Oh yeah, there was no chance I was going to win that. Right, I have that happen a lot. And, and so that that can. I want to get this sometimes. done today. And I'm like, nope, not getting that done today. I yeah. forgot about all my meetings this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always uh, right before huddle. What I always do is I I pull up my calendar and look at all right, what does the actual next twenty four hours look like, and from there. Sometimes it's well, it's clear. You know, winning is just getting just through meetings, going through all my meetings. Yeah, and I don't mean that in like a begrudgingly, like I got to trek through these. But like that's, I, I just got to get through I these meetings. I cannot get anything else done. Yeah. I got this stuff going on. Yeah, yeah I get it. Um, I, I like that we do the huddle. I think it's important for us to refresh it with our team from time to time because it can get monotonous on them. I guarantee they all don't love going every day. Sure. Um. We also find over time that some people try to make excuses to miss huddle, which is I booked an appointment during that time when we've already told them not to do that. Or, hey, I'm not going to be able to make today because I all of a sudden have a phone call. And I think that's just stuff that we need to kind of, we have to remind them sometimes, yeah. hey, this is the most important meeting you have on your calendar today. If this was your most important client, you wouldn't meet miss that meeting. So therefore, you shouldn't be missing this meeting. Yeah. It's and hard, and I I struggle with it too. I think everybody on our team does. It's not, I'm not. I don't think this is calling anybody out. I think it's just we have to remember what the purpose of that meeting is for. Yeah, and the way that we do that is anytime a new member, new team member comes on, we reiterate the purpose behind the huddle, exactly what's expected, all of that type of stuff. And then if we go a stint without you know new people coming on board, we always try to bring that up in huddle. But our goal with this is not 100% perfection. To even give you some more insight. Nobody takes notes. In this. this isn't a, all right, no. Matt said he was going to do X, Y, Z, and we're going to hold him accountable to that. This is not the purpose of this meeting. Mm -hmm. It's simply for everybody else to, to, to get aligned with what else is going on in the organization. To give you some insight here, here's some things that we found out just from, from having this meeting. Um, you know, it's not, it's not uh, uncommon for somebody's, you know, I'm, I'm uh, uh, what's up to be, I'm on, 
I'm going to have PTO tomorrow or I have a doctor's appointment this afternoon. Huh, or, I had no idea. <laughs> my kids have a program in the morning I got to be out for. And what that allows everybody to say, or especially for our admin team is, hey, you know what? I may write that down because I now know that I don't need to send calls to Mike's office tomorrow because he's going to be out for this time frame or whatever it may be. It, without you know, taking the time to verbally tell everybody in the company that I was going to be out tomorrow, Nobody was going to know that before, but now because we have that structure set up in Huddle, it limits it really the allow that. number of questions you sometimes would have yeah. to get, or just the lack of, you know, team synergy. I think we all kind of know where we all stand. Yeah, most of the time. And, and for for my team, where we do a lot of shared mailbox type stuff, and everybody has to cover for everybody, it now gives them an opportunity to know, hey, you know what, somebody's going to be out, so I need to be a little more mindful of watching out for that person's stuff, um, and so it allows us to be you know, team centered without having to put other structure in place because yeah. that is the place that we do things. A couple of other things, you know, whenever our sales team gives an update and they say, hey, you know what, we just closed on this big client that's going to be installed in three weeks, four weeks. Now everybody on our operations team knows, hey, we got a big project that's coming due and it's going to be here in three weeks. So I may need to reshuffle and get some work done a little bit earlier or yep. whatever it may be because that's coming on board. Whereas before, if you don't have any type of internal metric or uh, communication for that, it is, hey, tomorrow you have a meeting with a potential really big, you know, with a really big new client. And that's a shock to the system. Now we're, our foresight on those things team-wide is, is much, mm -hmm. much better. I think we're operating faster. The communication channels have opened up faster and, you, and things don't kind of, I'll say, spiral into more problem solving than just, okay, I can tweak that right now and we can move yeah. forward a little faster. Yeah. I, another example of things that Huddle has solved, you know, we've had it come up before where, um, you know, a, a, a heads up may be, hey, I was talking with this client of ours and they're really upset because, you know, X, Y, Z happened and that wasn't okay. And somebody else that may be having a touch with that client had no idea and now they're better informed with more empathy on yep. their next conversation to have a bigger picture. You mean anybody who's ever called Comcast and said, hey, this is my problem. Can you fix it? And they're dealing with somebody and this is the 18th time you call and they can't fix it, nor do they know anything that's going on about your account. Man, how much better would it have been if there yeah, was don't some ever communication with, with Comcast that. again. <laughs> um, no, I agree. Yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, it happened today. I mean, our huddle today was, uh, hey, I'm having this problem with this piece of technology and we asked the room and no one's using it. Then we started talking about the client. I'm like, why aren't we using this other piece of technology that we already have for the, all the other entities for that same client? Oh, I didn't realize that was not on there. Oh, okay. Now we've solved the problem with a two-minute phone call, I mean, with a with a meeting that we already have on the calendar, as opposed to now having to kind of go through the motions and try to yeah. – And they may not have thought about that stuff in a bigger – you know, we'd have gone through four more steps to get there. And we trained other staff who may experience that problem sometime in the future before it ever came up. Correct. And so yeah, I like it. it you know, it's amazing. We get through 32 people in eight minutes. Yeah. Um, I like that factor of it. It's not, it, it is somewhat disruptive because it's the middle of the day. Um, it's hard for sales team as they're jumping from meeting to meeting, but the nice thing with technology, they can jump on from anywhere. Uh, I, I think that it's still something that um, we can still improve on. Yeah. As always. Yep. Always. Yeah. One step better. One step better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And so if you're out there and you're like, man, I got no idea how to get this started. What, you know, what are my first steps? Just um, start. I, just start is the best thing you could do. 
um, and, and embrace the awkwardness. You know, on your that first huddle, just introduce the idea of, hey, you know what? We want to make sure that we're better aligned in how we're communicating, give everybody opportunity to let everybody else know what's going on, whether you have five people or 50 people. Um, you know, at that point, you may start to break that down into some departmental type stuff. But just start by saying, hey, look, this is going to be really awkward and um, we're going to get through this and we're not going to stop. You know, we're committed to doing this. And you, if you're not willing to commit to doing it every single day for at least three months, don't don't even start. Yeah, I would do that. And I'd also be very clear about what it is not. This is not a chance for them to vent or to, yeah. this is very, be very strict about what you want them to say and that. We're going to go around the room very quickly. And the idea of this is, is a stand-up meeting. Yeah. We've bastardized it a little bit with the Zoom meeting because of COVID and remote. We really would like, to, I'd like to get back to a stand-up meeting on it. But it's the, hey, look, this is not a chance for us to have no agenda. There's a very fixed agenda. We're going to knock through this thing out. It should take less than 15 seconds a person. Yeah. And you, you have to be diligent about that. So I lead our daily huddle every day. And one of the things that I'm very clear on is... If anybody says, well, you know, this is what I did this morning or this is what I did yesterday, it doesn't matter if this is the first time you've ever done that in your lifetime or you do it every single day. I'm going to call you out and say, that's not what this huddle is about. This is about next 24 hours. Don't tell me what you won yesterday. Tell me how you're going to win today. And you have to be very clear in that because if you, if you, it can get ugly. If you have some, you know, heavy introverts or extroverts in your, in your crowd, you best believe that they could talk and fill all that time. And so we, we do, we get through all of our people in about eight minutes. If it's, if it takes longer than that, then it's, I've done something wrong. Um, and any, any of the side conversations that may come up, you know, like for example, if Matt starts to jump in and say, Hey, Becky, uh, well, have you tried this or have you tried that? It's my job as a leader of the huddle to say, Hey Matt, I need you to get with her afterwards. Cause we're going to keep moving. Yep. And you have to be able to interrupt. And, and you do a good job with that. It's, it's, it's tactful. Um, it is easy to try to solve that problem right there for 10 seconds, but it's yeah. like, you know what, we need to do that after. And I like that answer. Yeah. And we, we, you know, we'll let it go a little bit, Yeah, yeah. but ultimately it's, we're trying and to we connect on there. The we just ramble for like 45 minutes. It's fine. I, I you know, sometimes no, actually, I do. We actually did a lot longer today. It was like 11 minutes. Yeah. Kidding. I wasn't in huddle today. I yeah. had a doctor's appointment. And so he missed huddle. He booked a appointment during his huddle time. And that huddle, and that appointment, I would book again every day on top of huddle because I was ready to get that stupid splint off my yeah. wrist. But um, it does. He had an appointment on his calendar. I don't know why he did that. I know, right? This is called passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Um, no, it is uh, It is important. I, I do, you know, if you're going to celebrate something like, hey, if you did win yesterday, that's a good thing for heads up. Like, hey, we closed a big deal yesterday. That's fine. That's a perfectly fine heads up. Correct. But hey, I had this really good meeting yesterday with this potential client, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That, that means you won yesterday, but that's not something where we're going to heads up and celebrate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there is time to talk about that, it's, but it's not during the huddle. Correct. And we try to celebrate during huddle t- too. We have, sometimes we'll do our spins or yep. sometimes we'll do call outs or shout outs. And those are all super important. Anytime we're getting together, I'm okay shouting things out. But yeah, um, the, the thing about it, that the unintended effect of huddle, that probably should have been intended. It probably you know should have had the foresight to see this. But now, we now have an eight minute um, appointment on every single person's calendar where we're as an entire team are going to be together. Mm-hmm. And so if anything pops up that needs to be addressed team-wide, we don't have to say, have hey, everybody, let's get together tomorrow at 10 o'clock or whatever. We already have it on the calendar. And everybody's coming into that. And so we could take that time and simply say, hey, guys, this is something that is going on that everybody needs to be aware of. And it's that structure is already in place to have that conversation. And also a side benefit of that is if something does come up, that you need to have something on even with a sub team, 
you're already together. Yeah. So you can just say, let's stay online after the fact. And they kind of, the small groups kind of pick up or you go off to a break off or something, or let's hop onto my Zoom channel, whatever that is. And you don't have to worry about kind of setting another meeting. You don't have to set a meeting. It's going to be another five minute conversation. And I mean, I think we have those probably two, three times a week usually. Yeah, Some group that's does normal. That. Yeah. And I like that answer. We're already together. There's no reason to have a separate yep. time to talk about that. Let's that's go ahead and resolve it right now and be done. For As somebody whose calendar gets out of hand a lot, the ability to have that fixed day on my calendar, and because it's a 15-minute buffer on my calendar, but it takes eight minutes. Those other seven minutes, I don't have anything else going on. It's already yeah, I don't off. Book, I don't book anything until 1.30 usually. So I have, you know, I have that, I have a 10 o'clock meeting, a 1.30 meeting, 3 o'clock meeting, and then a 4 o'clock meeting if I need to. And so I try to keep my structure, my time structured as much as possible. But that, that lunchtime gap, I like that in case something needs to come up and I can have some flexibility to fix something if I need to. Yeah. So... I would, I would encourage you if that's if that's something that you want to do, you want to see the communication get better aligned and 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 better flowing inside of your organization. Commit to it for at least three months because it's going to take a while uh, for a couple of things to happen. One is the leader of the huddle. It's going to take a while for you to get comfortable actually pushing people to open up. It's going to take a while for you to actually get the vision across of why you're doing this. It's going to take a while to get some buy-in from some people that they are actually going to use the vehicle the way that it should be. Uh, and if you if you stop or quit early, then it's just another thing that you threw out there and it didn't stick and it you know it's gonna it's gonna um, you know take some some of your credibility away as the leader. The other thing that you know when Mike Sink was really helping us introduce this, one of the things that he said for us is that Matt was not allowed to lead the huddle, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I like that answer too. No, um, it actually was a good idea. I probably would not have been the best person to lead it. A, I wouldn't have been consistent, and you're a lot more. Um, consistent than I am when it comes to those type of things. But also I'm probably more of an extrovert, so I probably would let the shit go. Let a lot of talk <laughs> going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you know if you know that you you aren't going to be able to do this well, don't don't feel like you have to do it. Have somebody else do it. And it's some you know, we have a couple of recurring meetings and and realistically if I wasn't leading them, I would still attend. But if I'm leading them, I do have a tendency to move more than other people. And so it, it just me as a leader, that's some of my own stuff. I have a hard time with recurring meetings. My schedule gets kind of out of whack. And I also, I do have a tendency to lose focus sometimes. So it's, it's important to kind of put you in your strength. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, whenever I'm not here, Matt's not the backup to lead the meeting. I'm like the last resort. I've led a couple of times. I lead it like if yeah. no one else is showing up, I just go ahead and start. But if I usually, Matt's the only person pretty good in huddle, have. he can lead the meeting. Yeah, I've done pretty good. Uh, when I had to lead huddle, I've done okay, yeah. but it's not me. Normally, it's Kim. From there, it's Sandy, Sh- Sandy and then Shelby. Um, I don't remember Shelby ever leading huddle. Shelby's led, I think, once. Um, <laughs> I've if, led more than that. <laughs> if all of those people are out, then something else is going huddle, on. We're not having huddle today. Uh, yeah. but, but we Matt, have not. We don't. We only time we skip huddle is if we have an all-hands meeting that day, generally. Yeah, because um, everybody's going to be together anyway. Correct. Um and that's the one that kind of moves around. We do, we do, we do those four times ish a year. We've done we did seven last year. So hey, yeah. But last Lots year was COVID, COVID was going on. <laughs> we had a couple months in a row like, hey, we're still in business. This is great. <laughs> if there's yeah. ever a year that we shouldn't be all together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So we talked a lot about on the beginning, like what's winning look like. Um, I I find the heads up is probably the it that's the the teams really connecting the best because mm-hmm. that is the hey, this is going on with a client or in our world, or it, it's the, hey, this is something that I'm struggling with technology-wise or um, something changed with a contact or just something we all know about. And I, I like those. That that kind of gives us, that's the connection of the team. Um, also, the, un, uh, the big unintended consequence of this is we have a lot of people remotely. 
So this allows them to connect to the team every yeah. single day to feel like they're a part of something. They're not just isolated in their house every day by themselves. They're not just dealing with a, you know, Slack messages back and forth. It's a real people. We try to turn our cameras on as long as the internet allows us to do so. And, you know, we do a lot of Zoom meetings anyway, but this is a, everybody kind of pop in and we're all together. I have found it neat when people come to town for the first time, mm -hmm. it's not like we don't know them. Yeah. Like we've, we've, I know, I feel like I know them already. Yeah. Because then it is interesting to see how they look differently physically. Like Courtney was like nine foot seven, and so I didn't realize. Shantae, that. Shantae, super tall, super tall, and wears heels. She yeah. wears heels, so it's like, man, you're really tall. Yeah, he's like, that's always interesting. Yeah, the first time they actually see yeah, the person, like, wow, it's like, you're really oh, tall. <laughs> I, you're reminding me how short I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, I met Courtney. And like, hey, Courtney, how are you? You're really tall. Yeah, I didn't notice that. You know, in her sure. Zoom picture. <laughs> so yeah. It's yeah. just, I think it's interesting, but I, did, I don't feel like I don't know them, which is great. So I feel like we're really connected that way. Um, when you, when you are starting this, I, it's important to understand the what's up, which is the, what does winning look like is your gateway to get to the real meat of the meeting, which is the heads up and I'm stuck. The heads up and I'm stuck are more valuable than what's up by far. But the what's up is going to, what it starts out as is it requires people to talk and then as they get comfortable doing that, they'll open up a little bit more to give a, a heads up. And then from there, they'll open up a little bit more to, to raise their hand and say, hey, I'm stuck. I can't do this. And so um, don't, don't allow people to cop out of that and, and force them. Right? Give me your update. What does winning look like? And, and uh, if you notice over a period of time that they're never having, they don't ever have a heads up or they don't ever have an I'm stuck. Yeah. I like, you know, Shantae does this real well. She goes, here's what's going on and why what's up. And then she'll go, I don't have any heads up yeah. and I don't have any stuff. She does it really well. Yeah. Yeah. We try to encourage people that even if you don't have something to say, you say you don't have something to say. Correct. Um, Cause it's just a daily reminder of this is what it's about. These three things. Uh, and so it's worked really well for us. I think it's it, like you mentioned, some people get a little bit frustrated by it. It's a, it's a normal recurring interruption to their, to their day. Uh, but synergy across the team. It's super well, great. and I, they don't may not have the perspective. I think is somewhat it is like they're very you know if it's if it's one of our staff people for instance and they're working in their own stuff, they're not as dependent on other people, on their own stuff as as maybe as the farther up in leadership when you have three or four people doing something yeah. at the same time, so you're trying to figure out where everybody stands and so you're trying to and, and so it is a chance for you to help them maybe reprioritize. So you're listening to them. Hey, they said this is the party day. Crap. I, the party need to be this. I've had to tell them I need this yeah. done. So it's a good chance for us to reprioritize. You start time. to be able to put the bigger picture together Correct. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So that's our daily huddle. Uh, I didn't, man, we have been doing it for longer than I thought it was. Um, but it's it works really well. Remember, you got to keep it brief, short, quick, whatever other word you want to use for that. Um, and keep keep things moving. And it's going to it's gonna pay dividends for yeah, you. Yeah, I think this, this concept is both in the book Traction as well as mm -hmm. Scaling Up. Scaling Up has a whole meeting rhythm where you have a daily meeting, a weekly meeting, monthly meeting, quarterly meeting, annual meeting, setting goals. And I'd rec highly recommend that if you're trying to have some thoughts towards your strategic planning. This is the where it starts. Yep. Very good. All right, Matt. So let's uh, shift gears a little bit from our last podcast last week in which you were not here because you were, you know, basking in the glorious sun of, Somewhere not here. Mm, it was. I was working. Yeah. No, I think I was still recovering. Yeah, you, you actually <laughs> weren't surgery. having anything, doing anything fun. I had fun. surgery. But so, yeah. our listeners don't know that. So yeah, I'm going to throw you under I the had, bus. Yeah, I was at the beach just hanging out. Don't yeah. worry about it. And the beach in Fiji. Yeah, I was at a hut yeah. over the water. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, last week I we flew my private G5. <laughs> sure, to my private own island. What do you mean, yeah. Fiji? I don't go to Fiji. Beautiful. That's what for normal humans. Um, Last week, we talked about accountability, holding others accountable, why it's important, 
uh, ways in which you can you can do that to some degree. And Greg and Greg and I were up here talking through some of our experiences with accountability. Um, and so the question that came in, I thought this was this is a hard question, honestly, for me to answer, but but we're going to ask it anyway. Um, it's you know outside of just firing somebody, how do I hold a person accountable? I this is hard. Um, this is probably not something I do a great job at, but I would think you would um, have some just direct, open, and honest communications with people. It usually starts with that. I think if you, you know, hey, look, here's why this is important to me. Here's why we're asking you to do this. You know, I think today a lot of times it's giving them the why. You know, I think why is important in this conversation. But like, hey, you know, the accountability of, hey, it's important that you get your work done, or at least you tell us you're going to get it done so we can create contingency plans or Hey, you said you're going to be here at 8:30, and it's 8:45. You know, here's why that matters. You know, we have 14 other people here that work here, and they're waiting on you to get stuff done. Or if you're a crew and you can't get going until everybody shows up, that means you're paying. That that's just cost that the you know the business you're in is not working right. Or, um, you know, accountability is important, and so I think it just starts with explaining to people why. You got to be able to actually tell the person. Yeah, right? you know, that's the first. I, step. I think it's and, and, and look, hey, this is not. I'm, you know, I'm I'm not I'm disappointed with what how you're doing this, but I think this is something you can easily do. But it's important for you. This is why it's important to us, and this is why I need to be important for you. And if that's not something that works, then you you'll counsel them out. But this is where it's, I think it starts with open communication. Yeah. It's hard though. These are difficult conversations. That's always it's always challenging when you have difficult conversations. But just the fact that you're willing to bring it up and say, "Hey, Matt, you said you were going to have this done today, and you didn't get it done today." You know, nor did you communicate, nor did you tell us we were going to get done. Right. Now we're or even if you did communicate, because sometimes just yeah, because sometimes you it, said you can't get it done doesn't make it okay that you didn't get it done, right? Correct. Absolutely. So just letting that expectation known. Hey, Matt, you, you, we, we said that you were going to do this today and you didn't get it done today. I don't want to get into why, why that didn't happen because why didn't matter. The fact is you didn't get it done. And so because of that, um, you know, we need to have a clear understanding of what our expectations are. The fact that you're willing to have that conversation goes a long way towards holding a person accountable. If your first thought on accountability is how do I get this person out the door, then it, I think it's a misunderstanding of what accountability is for. Accountability isn't trying to get rid of people. It's trying to coach them up so that they're aware of their issues and mistakes and, and, and issues that, that uh, they're in their work performance that needs to improve. Um, this is a coaching session, not a firing session. And so you have to have the difficult conversation to clearly uh, and explicitly say, this is our standard. This was your performance. And now here are some ways in which we're going to fix this going forward. And in that, that situation, would you go back to, I mean, obviously they didn't get it done and they communicated or didn't communicate to get it done. Would you go back to, hey, you shouldn't have said you're going to get it done if you shouldn't have, or we're going to get it done, or you should have been really clear that this was a soft up. Like it goes back to communication on the front of that issue. Hey, you said you're going to have it done by Thursday. You told me that on Monday. Don't tell me you're going to have it done by Thursday unless you're going to have it done by Thursday. If you think you're going to have a problem there, you should have told me on Monday, I'm going to have 14 things to get done. I'm going to have a hard time getting things done by Thursday. Here's what I'm trying to do. Like, yeah, because then I can help. Correct. I, I can can't, give them more resources, whatever. I can't, I can't help you, told you me you're after have, the fact. Correct. I need it done by Thursday because you told me it's going to be done by Thursday. Yeah. And some, like I mentioned, sometimes, you know, let's say this, you have to get it done by Thursday and today is Monday and you come to me and say, hey, Mike, um, you know, this is going on, whatever, 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 and I'm not going to be able to get that done. And you're telling me that three days ahead of time. Sometimes the answer is, I need to get done it doesn't my, matter. I need you to have it. to get it done. But that's the rarity. Normally yeah. the answer is, okay, 
how can I shift things around or help you out or, or provide resources, whatever I can do. Correct. As a leader, how can I help you do that? Because it's really important to get But this don't started. tell me on Thursday you didn't get it done, nor... You, that's going to piss me off. Yeah. Because then well, it, I can't help. Well, not just that, but there's a reason why we needed it done by Thursday. It could be, hey, I'm re I need to review it Friday so it goes out to the client ahead of time. And like in our world, it's, we have a, like, we'll use this example. We have, you know, a deadline this Monday. And so it's okay. I need, there's, I can't give that to the client on Monday. Like I need to give to yeah. them three or four days beforehand so they know how much coming and all that stuff. And if it's a recurring issue, you have to be willing to have the difficult conversation down to the degree of if this happens again, it will be your last day working here. Right. Um, and making making the the this is a accountability deal breaker. This is a deal breaker in place, yeah. Because and and that's where just like parenting, right? This yeah. Is the easiest thing. Sometimes if you don't do this, you're going to get punished. Well, then you actually have to punish them. Sometimes as a parent, <laughs> I find myself drawing a line that I didn't mean to draw. I do it all the time. And as I'm soon as that. that line gets crossed, I either have to follow through with my discipline or reduce my expectations and which is going to provide future issues potentially. And so you, as a leader, you have to be really careful about where you're, what, when you're going to draw that line and how you're going to draw it. Because if it's, you know, if it's something like um, Hudson, if you say, uh, if you, if you talk a, one more time in this car, then I'm going to give you a spanking or you're going to be in timeout or I'm going to whatever, whatever. And he says, okay. He said another word, yeah. right? That wasn't my intention, but in his, because I have he did it people on who will. He did it yeah. on purpose. He's like, I'm going to see if he's really going to spank me. Correct. He will. And now, because I drew that line, now I have to follow through you with it. pull over the car. And so, you for remember, yeah. when you're a leader of an organization, it's not parenting. And so, you're dealing with adults. So, when you draw that line. <laughs> I'm going to bite my tongue right here. <laughs> you're dealing with it. It should not be parenting. It should not be parenting. If you, well. It you, sometimes is. It's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's me as a crappy leader. The, um. But when you draw that line, you 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 cannot you cannot uh, uh, move it. You have to hold. You, you drew the line, and that's on you as the leader. That was your fault to draw a line that shouldn't have been there. But when no. it gets crossed, you have to hold your team accountable. And it starts with sitting down with them and saying, "This is what I expected. You didn't get it done. How are we going to make sure that doesn't happen again?" Yep. It's not easy to do. It's hard. This is a hard conversation. Now, it's. This is something that happens a lot and it could be a big thing. It could be a small thing. It can be attendance. It could be dress. It could be, um, uh, over promising and under delivering. It could be quality control. There's a thousand things that are not being held accountable here. And it's your job as a leader to fix that problem, not fire that problem. Yep. Cause yep. you, you're, you're, you've already made decisions to hire people. It's your job to coach them up. Yeah. Yep. It's and really, it's really easy to fire them. But and it's, that's it's harder to coach them. For me personally, that's the most fun part of the job. Is firing the, people? No. <laughs> no. I don't like doing that. That part sucks. The coaching them up part yeah. is is seeing. Because, man, whenever, whenever whenever I have a person that's on my team that's clearly failing on something, whether that's intentionally or unintentionally, and being able to coach them up to where they master that and overcome that, there's no greater joy. There's no greater joy than that light bulb moment where it's like, oh, I get it now, and now I can do that. Because I feel like I played a part in that and helped them, you know, develop a skill or whatever it may be. So yep, that makes sense. It's a lot of fun. So um, that's your answer. Uh, what other accountability options do you have? Well, don't start from the standpoint of how can I fire you. It's how can I coach you up. But be willing to have the difficult conversation and clearly communicate what was the expectation, how it was missed, and um, get some feedback. I would work on positive reinforcement there too, instead of negative reinforcement. Of course, you would. You're the optimist. Yeah, but I, I still think you get more with a carrot than a stick. So I'd like to do it with a carrot. Yeah. We could talk about that. 
Yeah, I'm probably doing it wrong. More. Just let you know. No, so positive. You know, yeah, don't have time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're out of time today. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for talking uh, to the ones. <laughs> so thanks, guys, uh, for listening to us. Really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to uh, to listen to us ramble on about uh, the games we play with our kids, how yep. we meet that was fun. with our team, keep people accountable. And so I uh, really appreciate you joining us. If you have questions, reach out to us. Let us know. We would love to get your feedback, whether that's through leaving a comment uh, wherever you listen to your podcast or YouTube. Send us an email at onestepbetter at patrickaccounty.com. Um, or you can find us on our website, patrickaccounty.com and works.com, W-H-I-R-K-S.com. And we would love to, to hear from you. So thanks, everybody. Y'all have a great day.